0: No, Mister Green, communism is just a red herring. Like all members of the oldest profession, I'm a capitalist. Hello, and welcome to Mueller. She wrote, "I'm your host, A.G. Allison Gill. This is going to be a very brief episode. I'm in D.C. We were supposed to have the week off this week uh, for Mueller. She wrote, but there is some Mueller news, and uh, I, I can't. You know me. I did. A, I did an episode from an airplane bathroom. I can't not tell you about." What comes out on a week to week basis. This is a very short episode, uh, but you know, a very important one. And uh, you know, we're covering here in DC at the hearings. We're at the one six committee hearings this week. And uh, so you can check out the Daily Beans to listen for all of that that comes out every weekday morning. But along with the with regards to the Mueller news, um there is a fantasy indictment league ready to go today, along with some stories about a Russian white supremacist group and a very interesting story for the sabotage segment you don't wanna miss and, and it's not being covered anywhere. In mainstream media, and that's why I am here today. I have to bring it to you. I just have to. So let's jump in with just the facts. All right, first up the US government on Wednesday designated an individual connected to the Russian imperial movement, an ultra nationalist white supremacist organization, as a terrorist and sanctioned two others for involvement with the group. We can do this with foreign actors, right? We can designate them as terrorists. The organization and three of its leaders were classified as terrorists in 2020 by the U.S. State Department, the first time in history the agency has designated a white supremacist group as such. Uh, on Wednesday, the State Department announced it was designating Anton Thulin as a special, specially designated global terrorist, SDGT, quote, for posing a significant risk for committing acts of terrorism. Thulin, a Swedish national, traveled to Russia in 2016 And received paramilitary training from the R.I.M., known as the Russian Imperial Movement, including bomb making. That's according to a statement from a State Department spokesperson named Ned Price, as we know. We know him. He was convicted, this guy, by a Swedish court in 2017, sentenced to 22 months in prison, quote, in connection with the detection of a powerful homemade bomb near a refugee residential center in Gothenburg, Sweden. That's according to Ned Price. And the State Department also said after serving his sentence, Thulin sought to receive additional paramilitary training, uh, sought to, to receive it in Poland before he was expelled by Polish authorities who cited the serious, real and current threat to security and public order that this guy posed. The United States, quote, is designating Anton Thulin because his continued pursuit of terrorist training, even after serving a prison sentence for his role in the 2017 attack in Sweden, demonstrates that he continues to pose a significant risk of committing acts of terrorism. Unquote. The terrorist designations deny Thulin access to the U.S. financial system with the intention of making it more difficult to move money through the international system and fund his efforts and their efforts the group that he's part of. And the U.S. Treasury also, by the way, slapped sanctions on a European-based RIM member, uh, Stanislav Shevchuk, and Russian-based supporter Alexander Zhushkovsky, Now, Shevchuk was sanctioned, quote, for having acted or purported to act or on behalf of, directly or indirectly, R.I.M. And Zhukovsky for having, quote, materially assisted sponsored, or provided financial, material or technological support for or goods and services to or in support of R.I.M. According to the Treasury statement, Shevchuk traveled to the United States in 2017 with the objective of establishing connections between R.I.M. and far-right extremist and white nationalist groups. Such as the Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, etc. He also spoke on behalf of RIM at rallies in Europe and advocated for publi- uh, advocated publicly for the group throughout Europe as recently as 2019. Now, Zhukovsky has repeated use- uh, repeatedly used his account on Russia-based social media platform VK, formerly known as VK uh, V Kontakte, to fundraise and recruit for RIM. So he's been using social media to get money for this group. And since 2014, quote, Zhukovsky has raised over 200 million rubles to purchase weapons and military equipment for RIM, 200 million, and other pro-Russian fighters in the Donbas and Ukraine, and has facilitated the travel of RIM fighters to the region. So these guys who are supporting the Russian-backed attack on Ukraine are, were in the U.S. Uh, giving speeches to and helping recruit for U.S. white nationalists and su- white supremacist groups. Since Russia began, quote, its unprovoked war against Ukraine in February 2022, Zhuskovsky has continued using his social media account and online payment methods to purchase military equipment and supplies for Russian fighters carrying out the invasion of Ukraine and continued fighting in the Donbas region. Zhuzkovsky has also taught at RIM's RIMS partisan or I think it's yeah, partisan training center in St. Petersburg, Russia, where participants receive training to conduct acts of terrorism and violence. So these guys were slapped with those sanctions and put on this list. But that's the, the frightening part to me is in, you, you know, he, they, they were in the U.S. They were in the U.S. talking to white supremacists here. According to the Treasury Department and that Shevchuk, quote, traveled to the U.S. in 2017, established connections between RIM and the far right extremists and white nationalist groups—they're not listed here, but we you know we can imagine. All right, with that, it's time for some sabotage. All right, this is the story that got pretty like virtually no attention. Now, granted, there's been a lot of stuff going on in the news, but a former senior FBI official who oversaw the FBI's politically sensitive investigation in 2016 into Clinton's use of a private email server. And Donald Trump's ties to Russia had, quote, extensive contacts with news media in violation of FBI policy, a Justice Department watchdog report found. Now, this is, of course, not the most reliable Justice Department watchdog, um, as we know from previous reports that came out about folks like McCabe and Strzok. A Justice Department Inspector General Review released in 2018 an investigative summary issued last year did not name the former official, but the report made public Monday identified him as Michael Steinbach, who served as the executive assistant director of the FBI's National Security Bureau. Steinbach and hundreds of contacts with me had several, hundreds of contacts with the media for several years while heading up the FBI's counterterrorism division, and then continued such interactions in 2016 when he took up the senior national security role. That's according to a report from the inspector general Horowitz. Quote, this media contact included social engagements outside of FBI headquarters without any coordination from the Office of Public Affairs involving drinks, lunches, and dinners. The heavily redacted 27-page report released to Politico, reported on here by Josh Gerstein under the Freedom of Information Act, dated July 2021, does not accuse Steinbach of unauthorized disclosures to the media. However, Horowitz's office has expressed concerns that extensive unsupervised contacts between FBI officials and the media can lead to such leaks and make them harder to investigate. So there weren't actually any leaks found here. Just, you should stop having drinks and lunch with media people. The Office of Inspector General's 2018 report looking at the Bureau's actions during the 2016 presidential election said the FBI's policy on media contacts was being widely ignored and said violations of that policy appeared to emanate from a cultural attitude. One passage in the newly released report says prosecution was declined, but the remainder of the line is redacted from the copy that made public Monday. Steinbach, who retired from the FBI in 2017 after a 22-year career, did not respond to email social media messages seeking comment on the report. The Inspector General report also faults Steinbach for accepting free tickets to two big Washington media galas, the Radio and Television Correspondents Association Dinner in 2015 and the White House Correspondents Association Dinner in 2016. The report says he was obliged to get approval from ethics officials at the FBI and failed to do so. He also failed to report the tickets on his annual financial disclosure form. The report says Steinbach had at least 27 in-person meetings with seven reporters from 2014 through his retirement three years later. They frequented various restaurants near FBI headquarters, including Capitol Grill, Gordon Biersch, Asia Nine and Central, according to the report, which says investigators were unable to determine who paid for the drinks or meals during these social engagements. Meanwhile, Donald is leasing out top floors of his hotel to the entirety of saudi arabia but okay the report concedes that steinbach did engage with fbi public affairs officials about a limited number of interactions but said that in many instances there were no records of any such coordination steinbach declined to be interviewed by the inspector general's office which has no way to compel such an interview uh, after they retired however he did answer questions in another fbi inquiry a few months after his retirement maintained that his interactions with journalists were approved Steinbach stated that he was authorized, while EAD of NSB, to provide non-case-related information to the media as background. Steinbach said he was frequently contacted by the media for comment and questions relative to a variety of security issues, national security issues, and the media was relentless and aggressive in their attempts to get a story. But he was authorized to do this. Do you remember how they were looking into McCabe for some sort of leak to the Wall Street Journal? He was fully authorized to do that. That's why he won his pension back (laughs) (laughs) you know, was found to be wrongfully uh, terminated. While the inspector general report called the FBI's media policy unambiguous, some FBI officials interviewed during the investigation disagreed. The policy was not clear on what was required or considered approved, and, and that coordination with OPA was completely undefined. That's one official whose name was deleted from the report. One official said Steinbach told him, former FBI director James Comey urged top officials to be more engaged with the press. Quote, Comey's approach entailed proactively trying to find media sources that the FBI could trust to get stories right and to protect the brand of the FBI, according to one unnamed official. The report includes numerous text and email exchanges between Steinbach and various reporters whose names and news organizations have been redacted. However, the report quotes one unnamed CNN reporter ribbing Steinbach by texting uh, about attending the White House Correspondents' Dinner with a different journalist. That the CNN reporter said, I put you on the map and now you're cheating on me with blank, the other reporter. I keep waiting for my invite from you, Steinbach replied. A CNN spokesperson had no immediate comment Monday night. FBI Director Christopher Wray, who was confirmed in 2017, August, following Trump's firing of Comey, stressed following the release of the 2018 Inspector General report, the FBI had become too relaxed in its dealings with the media quote, we issued new media policy that's much stricter and more clear than has been in place before. He said back then, we will make painfully clear to everyone we don't tolerate noncompliance. FBI spokespeople did not have any immediate response to a request for comment Monday, but on Wednesday issued a statement deploring Steinbach's actions and downplaying any ambiguity in the agency's policies at the time. Quote, the FBI expects all our employees to adhere to the highest standards of honesty and integrity when one of our own fails to adhere to these standards we take those allegations very seriously that's the statement from ray quote as noted in the report in 2016 the fbi referred this former employee's activities to the doj office of the inspector general for an investigation to be clear the former employee was in violation of our media policy then just as he would be now and his conduct was completely unacceptable that's ray all right it's time for the fantasy indictment league i'm gonna be indicted no, wait, it's going to be okay. Indicted! Honey, dick. And Honey. I'm going to be indicted! Oh, they, they can't. It's going to be okay. Just calm down. I can't calm down. I'm going to be indicted! And I'm going to stick to the basics today, this week, with Gates, L.A. Key. That's one of the people who got one of those contracts with Joel Greenberg and the tax office, but didn't do any work. Very suspicious. And uh, Jacob Engels. So those three in the Middle District of Florida. Actually, and I'll add a rando straw candidate donor down there because of all their straw candidate ghost candidate schemes uh then up into dc i'm gonna go with Sidney powell uh and rudy and eastman i think out of dc i don't know if we're gonna see a rudy southern district of new york indictment yet we should any moment now but they might be waiting uh, on the coup stuff <laughs> because they they seized his phones in april of 2021 all of them after the coup so they have all that stuff from rudy Uh, And maybe a plea agreement with Ali Alexander. Okay, Uh, I think also a Bertino plea agreement. He's one of the Proud Boys leaders who was was raided the same day Tari was arrested. He seems to be cooperating with the committee, so I assume he's cooperating with the Department of Justice, but we haven't seen anything formal. And Donald. Yeah, I'm going to put Donald on there. I really think the Department of Justice is going to indict him, or Fonnie Willis will, or possibly both. We'll see. All right, thanks for listening to my short show today from D.C. Check out all the Daily Beans that are coming out this week. They're going to be good, uh, all for my D.C. coverage, uh, and I'm, I'm going to be back in the hearing room for the January 6th committee hearings on Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we also have out today another episode of the MSW Book Club on Ellie Mistal's Allow Me to Retort, Black Eyes Guide to the Constitution. Very, very excellent book. And happy Juneteenth, everybody. Until next time, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. And vote blue over Q. I've been A.G. And this is Mueller She Wrote. Okay. W. Media.